0: From the beginning, the first hire, the brand values, and the initial vision of the website, Cupcake Dynamo, baked by Melissa, has been focused on the experience of the customer. It's part of the recipe. And with cupcakes being an emotional purchase, celebrating something happy, or suiting something sad, it's personal for the customer and for co-founder Melissa Benashai, whose name is on the wall. Coming up you'll hear how values have driven some of the most important decisions that Melissa had to make in the past 13 years, including reacting quickly in the first moments of the pandemic and taking the risk to launch an epic and expensive customer experience campaign. A campaign that not only connected with customers, but drove brand awareness for years to come. Plus, how this mompreneur and founder had to overcome her initial reluctance to be the CEO of her own company, only to find herself exactly where she should have been all along. Culture starts at the top, and great customer experience, the only competitive strategy in today's world, is fueled by great leadership. We hear and read this every day, but many brands don't drive customer-first strategy. For those at the top who want to make that leap but don't know how, we'll learn from leaders who share what you must do to become customer-centric. I am Liliana Petrova, and this is The One Thing. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Is there one thing that you can share with us that you've done that had the greatest impact on your customer experience?
1: I don't think there's one thing I've done that has had the greatest impact on the customer experience. I think it's so many things. And there's something like my dad always says, like, it's never just one thing. It's always a lot of things. And you could apply that to you know, when you're having a bad day or when you're feeling really crappy and you don't know why, especially during COVID times. And he's so right. Like it's never just one thing. It's always a lot of different things. And uh, listen, like that's my response to baked by Melissa getting through COVID. I mean, we're not out of the water yet, but we made it through 2020. And when last March, a year ago, I did not know, I knew there was no choice to fail, but all I knew is I was going to do everything I could to keep my doors open, to to continue to have a business on the other side. And we're not on the other side of it yet, but I did a lot of things. We, as a team, did so many things right, and that is what got us to where we are today. And that includes putting our customer first. One of the first things we did in March, well before it was actually, I think it was like March 10th. So it was in the beginning of COVID, before closing, but you can tell our consumer our consumer was already impacted. They were stocking up on toilet paper, canceling events, and we saw firsthand our sales were going like this. I got my um, team into the main conference room. I said, we must pivot. We must acknowledge to our customers that we understand the way that we feel. I don't care what newsletters we have scheduled to go out. I don't care what we're planning to post on social media, what our digital marketing ads are supposed to say. What they need to say is stock up on cupcakes. If you can't be there to celebrate in person, send cupcakes. We are here and we're going to help and we're going to get through this together. And I believe... That was probably one of the many things that we did with our customer in mind to get us to where we are today.
0: I am particularly excited to have you today because I share a lot in common with you. We're both mompreneurs and we're both living the life of many things and many responsibilities. What what is the power that you think we have as moms that other people or entrepreneurs may not
1: have? I think that becoming a mother is incredibly empowering for me. Becoming a mother gave me a sense of confidence I did not have before and made me better at my job as CEO, because if you could have a baby and be a mother um, and I'm just starting out I'm five years in, but I believe that. I can do anything.
0: That's very well put. I had my energy and bravery, if you will, whatever it's needed to start a business from being an immigrant. But the confidence that you're talking about definitely came after I gave birth. And it's very interesting that you bring that up as well. Well, we have another thing in common. Uh, We both have worked on Terminal 5 at JFK. Uh, You have a store there and um, I worked a lot on building the check-in and the backdrop area in the front of the terminal. Um, we read uh, about a story how you told your daughter in, in, in that space as well about Melissa and what that means to, to you and to her. I wanted to ask you, what made you choose to, to go there?
1: The JetBlue Terminal at JFK was a great way to touch many people every single day. I actually just said this week that I love that location so much because we are a part of people's emotionally emotional experiences. Like how excited are you when you're getting on a plane to go to Disney World or on vacation with friends and family and we become part of our customer's story during those most exciting moments in their lives. And I hear more about people's experiences at our JetBlue store than most of our other locations. So I just think it's a super cool opportunity for us to be a part of our customers' lives.
0: It's so true. When I worked in JetBlue, we used to say that we're part of their lives. We are part of their marriages. When people die, they have to go to funerals. Yeah. You're, you're witnessing a human human stories, and it's very humbling and almost... For us, it was an honor to to be part uh, of these moments. And we celebrated that actually internally, culturally a lot. We brought a lot of letters um, from the customers telling us how we impacted their journeys and what, what the context was of their experience. Uh, and you can buy a cupcake because you're sad or because you're happy. So that's, that's the good thing about your product. Yeah. Speaking of customer experience, what is the best or worst customer experience that you have ever had?
1: I think like, you know, I like to focus on the positive and it's much easier for me to recall positive things than not positive. So, you know, I think Danny Meyer is someone I look up to as an entrepreneur. He is a restaurateur. He has restaurants in Manhattan. He focuses just as much on the customer experience as he does the product. And that shows. And so that's why I admire him and look up to him as a business person. I think that when you sell anything, whether it be a product or an experience, it's the customer that gives you the opportunity to do just that. And your focus on their experience with your business is essential to success.
0: And yet it doesn't happen that often. What do you think is the the one thing that business CEOs should keep in mind when they design their product to to infuse the customer experience in their products and services?
1: So I think that, you know, I would guess, I know for us at Bake by Melissa, we're always thinking about our customer and our customer's experience, not only with our product, but, you know, the channels they Come to Baked by Melissa, whether it's in one of our retail locations or bakedbymelissa.com, or picking up the phone and calling our customer happiness team. I am positive that you could find somebody who had a bad experience at Baked by Melissa. Of course, we do everything we possibly can to go out of our way for our customers and make it right. And you know, I'll be the first one to acknowledge we make mistakes, and sometimes, especially you know, the more the more business we get. The more customers we're going to have that are reaching out about packages being delayed. I mean, Valentine's Day was just a few weeks ago. We had two snowstorms. We ship with FedEx. We have an incredible relationship with them. I think they're amazing partners to our business. There were delays because of snow. We can't avoid that. During high-volume times, you have even more people calling and reaching out than you know, during regular times, and it's easy to get overwhelmed. And I think that's very natural. So we do our very best always. And I think most people in my position would say the same thing. I think explaining and always, you know, refunding and and making it right is so important. And, And listen, it's very hard to be in that role in any organization, the person who's interacting with a disgruntled customer. It's just, Um, You know, we're all human and nobody likes to deal with people who are feeling emotional, but that's the nature of the job. So I completely understand why it's so difficult at times. And I think, you know, I've been in the business for so long that I know how important each and every one of our customers is. And we make sure to give our customer happiness associates and retail employees who are also on the front lines interacting with customers every single day you know, very clear guidance on how we communicate as a brand and, and how, if it were not for our customers, we would not have the opportunity to do what we love every single day. And it's our customer that drives us. It's our customer that inspires us. And it's our customer that gives us the opportunity to, to have a job and and do what we love. So, I mean, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here, and everything that we do is with our customer in mind.
0: It is challenging when you have you know, some sort of a irregular operation like what you had faced in the last couple of weeks. However, you are a brand that's loved. You are a brand that makes decisions that are braver and are not often made, and that's why you are on this show. And that's why when people hear your brand name, they associate you with... Whatever your challenges are, the ratio is that people love your brand. And then you have other brands that people don't love. So I understand what you're saying, but I also think there is something that you're doing that others are not. You know, or how Melissa justified a decision that was expensive at, in your scale, right? It wasn't probably the monitor value wasn't the same, but the, the compromise or the prioritization you did was something that they haven't done in their brand before, uh, so I think there is something you're doing.
1: It's difficult. It, it, it's not just one thing. It's, you know, first off, I'm Melissa. I My goal for Baked by Melissa is to be genuine and authentic in every single thing that we do. I happen to be like a kind person who understands human emotion and You know, and and it's also difficult for me when I'm feeling attacked, but I understand where it's coming from. And I choose to communicate in that way. I also truly understand that if it were not for my customer, I would not have the opportunity to do what I do every single day. And the first hire we made at Baked by Melissa was a customer happiness associate, somebody who will interact directly with our customers. I think all of those things and so many more things that we do are the reason that, you know, most of the customer most like almost every single one of our customer interactions is positive because we know that we must go above and beyond for our customers in everything that we do. It's one of it's like our second core value as a company is is we think of our customers in everything that we do because without them we wouldn't be here. If we continue to make our customers happy, we'll continue to get more of them.
0: <laughs> yes. Do you mind sharing your values with us now that you mentioned values?
1: Our core values at Bake by Melissa, number 1, we get shit done. We work with a sense of urgency, always taking steps forward. Number 2, we are obsessed with our customers. Who they are, what they love, and how we can make them happy. We use the most delicious ingredients. We don't compromise on flavor. 4, we are scrappy. We do more with less. 5, we see every challenge as an opportunity because we love to learn and grow. Six, we care about our customers, our coworkers, our company, and the world. And seven, we can always do better.
0: Very nice. So the customer is part of your values. Mm-hmm. You said that your first hire was a customer success, customer happiness agent. How How did you think through that decision over an operations or technology person that you may have needed to run the business, the core business.
1: Every every business is different. At Baked by Melissa, we founded the company with five co founders, myself, my brother, and three others. And we had core competencies, each our own unique expertise and skill set that we brought to the table. And we all worked our butts off every single day especially me I was baking every single cupcake we sold we had a need for somebody who was going to be on the front line interacting with our customers and that's truly why we did it while also recognizing the importance of our customers experience with Baked by Melissa
0: If you're interested to continue this conversation we would love to hear from you reach out to us at our website, ThePetrovaExperience.com or you can reach out directly to me at Liliana at ThePetrovaExperience.com Just mention you are a listener of this podcast and we'll offer you a free customer experience consultation where we'll explore how we can improve your customer experience. Let's talk about uh, your shift From retail to e-commerce, your e-commerce sales were surpassing the retail already, which means you saw, at at least I think, you saw the shift happen even before COVID. How did you make this decision? Can you just walk us through this? Because I think a lot of retail brands also struggle with that balance and, and the shift and the speed with which and the ratio even of when and how. Sales should come from e-commerce versus physical
1: environment. We had a website before we had a retail store at Baked by Melissa. From the day we started Baked by Melissa, we had a website, BakedbyMelissa.com. You could go to it. You could order 100 cupcakes or more that I would bake out of my apartment and deliver anywhere in Manhattan using the subway. So we always recognized the opportunity that e-com brought. Think of a website an e-commerce store as a retail location that has the ability to touch every individual in the world.
0: When you look at at your split going forward post-COVID, what would you say would be the strategy you would use in terms of the split that you want to have in your business?
1: We see ourselves as a digital first, direct-to-consumer gifting company. So our website is our flagship store. Okay. Our retail locations are a focus of ours as well. It's an opportunity for us to acquire new customers, educate them as to who we are at Baked by Melissa and let them know that they can send our product as a gift anywhere in the country. We celebrate so many birthdays every single day at Baked by Melissa, and we are the best gift. We have these beautiful, cute cupcakes that arrive perfectly fresh and safe anywhere you want to send them in this entire country. And we serve a purpose for people. And I think that our retail is part of the Baked by Melissa experience and and without question serves an incredibly important purpose for our company. And our channels work together.
0: What is the one thing that keeps you grounded?
1: I think there are a lot of things that keep me grounded. I, I think it's funny the perception you know people don't know me they see what I want them to see they hear me talk on these podcasts I have just as many challenges as you do and everybody else does I think it's the way that we respond to the things that happen to us that define us as individuals but you know the biggest learning I have through my journey with Baked by Melissa is that we are all the same. And if anything, this experience has been incredibly humbling for me. And I only feel more responsibility to share that with people because anyone who's listening to this conversation is more than capable of achieving their goals, whatever they may be. You know it takes focus, prioritization, understanding what you're good at and what you're not good at. It ta- it takes clear communication, engaging others who have strengths that you don't have. It's not rocket science. And just like anyone else, there are things that are on my mind that are completely out of my control. Um, I have challenges both at work and in my personal life, and it's the way I choose to prioritize those challenges and it's the amount of space i allow for them to take up in my brain because we only have so much space in our minds every single day it's my choice as to what i do next and and you know i think it's just important to embody the person you want to be and i mean i think there's also like a lot of problems in our society today that you know, people could look at me on Instagram or, you know, hear about Melissa baked by Melissa and assume or think that I'm any better or smarter than they are. Um, so I guess I, I feel like everything keeps me grounded because I'm just like everyone else. And it I do think it's up to me to, you know, use my position and ability to touch others in a way that makes people happy, gives back to society and communicates, or empowers others to do the same.
0: No, that's very well said. I always thought that the response is really the key. When I was growing through my career, I remember one day I got the big promotion, you know, I was waiting for it. The big day came and my leadership said that they gave me the promotion because of how I handled negative feedback. I'm part of an organization called CHIEF, it started in New York, and now it's growing. And one, one of the things I want to do is, is launch our episode on March 8th. Um, it's, it's the International Women's Day. I'm Bulgarian by birth, so it was a big day when I was growing up. And Chief is a community that is um, women-led women and women in leadership. And I think it's important for us to talk about the reality of, of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and a mom in an unfiltered way. I see a movement in the corporate world now where women want to go and become entrepreneurs. There is this idea that you get the freedom, that you don't have a boss. Uh, and I don't know that people always have the full picture of what it really means to, to live that life. I don't know that people always have the full picture of what it really means to, to live that life and, and to, li- to, to win in this life. Thank you for uh, for opening up. If you can go back in time, is there something that either you you did right and you were like, that's the one thing that I, I did, a good move there, or a mistake that you made and that if you had gone back, you, you could say, that's probably something I, I wouldn't do if I could go back.
1: I'm the type of person who can see good in everything and, you know, I got to where I am today because of the mistakes I've made in the past. Um, I guess if there was one thing I could change, it was just that I didn't believe in myself the way I do today. But I also think that was the case because I didn't have the experiences I have today. And all of the worst, most challenging experiences that I would never want to relive are the ones that made me the CEO of Baked by Melissa. That's who I am today. I found myself elected to become CEO um, on December 5th, 2019, after we had to part ways with our existing CEO, who was my partner and, and dear friend at the time. And I didn't think I wanted to be CEO. I didn't think I was the best person for the job. I was president chief product officer. I had, you know, I had my hand in so many aspects of my business, but I really thought I needed that partner in, you know, someone who, you know, lived and breathed P and L's and balance sheets and cash flow. And boy, was I wrong and shame on me for not thinking I wanted to lead my own company. Um, um, And so I think I'm not like most, though. Um, So as a result, like those are the things that I would change from five years ago, not standing up for what I believed in um, or giving myself enough credit, because without question, that would have had an impact on the organization. We all make mistakes. Companies make mistakes. We've launched product lines that weren't successful, and we've learned tremendous amounts from those mistakes. I wouldn't change that. I don't regret that. That's how you evolve. That's how you grow. That's how you become better. Um, I think some people are overly confident in themselves and some people are like me. Um, and I'm proud to, you know, and I do think it's a difference between men and women. I think mostly men, you know, are more confident and will be the first to tell you, like, they should be doing something even if they're not qualified or they shouldn't be. And women tend to take the other road. They want to prove themselves to themselves before they, you know, advocate for themselves. And it's a really fine line. I don't know which is right and which is wrong. I just have my own experience now. And I think, you know, a lot has happened in those five years from five to ten, right? I became a mom. I became a CEO. Um, each, each step more challenging than the one before. But I believe that success is working hard for things that you love. And to me, that's what makes me feel fulfilled.
0: You kind of summed it up. <laughs> I'm just living it. Like I work hard and I I have run after the things I love this company is really what I love so much and I'm so happy working crazy hours (laughs) and I see how that to me is many people would see it and say you're crazy and to me that is happiness I'm, I'm truly you know like in sync in a weird way I don't have enough time for my personal life but at the same time this is so much fun that sometimes I almost don't want to admit it that this is my personal time too. I don't know if I want to live like this forever. Me too. Yeah. I think you've done 10 years. I'm in my second, third year. I have,
1: I'm in my 13th year.
0: Oh, 13th. I'm sorry. This, in this life, three years is like 10 years. So thank you for correcting me. (laughs) Three years can be really long. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, if we play our cards right, we shouldn't live our lives like this. So that may be the next I challenge. I love it, but
1: everything takes sacrifice. And, you know, again, like, I, it's important for me to say those things. Like yeah. like you just said, you you sacrifice things and to work hard because you can't have everything. And, you know, balance means different things for different people.
0: Well, part of, of that... Journey is also forgiving yourself, because at the end of the day, there is a cost. Somebody's got to pay, and sometimes it's somebody you love or a relationship you care for. So um, owning that choice is part of it. What if I had gone the other round and I had sacrificed this? Which pain would be would be bigger? It's It's not linear, unfortunately. It's not a black and white thing. So let's talk about my favorite campaign of yours the side with love. Can you
1: tell us how you got there
0: and, and what was the process? Just walk us through it.
1: I think it was August 2018. I honestly don't remember, but at the time there were things going on in our country. Our leadership was, you know, saying things that went against what we believe at Baked by Melissa, which is we believe you should treat everyone the same. <laughs> equality, um, you know, it's it, we believe in love. And so at a time when I think the country was feeling divided and hurt, we saw an opportunity to just do good and make people happy, which is what we do at Big by Mosa. We make people happy. So we launched the side with love campaign in less than 24 hours. We got everyone together in the office at 7 a.m. after the news was the night before. And we decided to give, we wanted to give away 150,000 cupcakes in the name of love just to inspire acts of kindness. And we blasted it out on all of our channels. We said, go to bakedbymelissa.com and send 25 cupcakes to anyone you want. And it's completely on us. And it cost us a lot of money, but I think it made an impact. And listen, it's years later and you're still asking me about it. And those are the types of decisions that you just make from your gut. And I'm so proud of the Side With Love campaign. I believe it stands for everything we stand for at Baked by Melissa. And sometimes there are things that are happening and the time is just it's right to do something a little crazy. And that's what we did with Side With Love.
0: I think what's so impactful and beautiful about this campaign is that you truly lived your values. And that's from the theory of customer experience. This is to kind of operationalize and and make it into a a best practice. This is the the magic really happens when you have this alignment. But, But to get there, you already had the values that were driving you. And when we talk about value-based companies, this is what we mean, that you already had almost kind of the infrastructure by hiring the people that believe in this. So then when you did make this call and it was like all hands on deck, people were really aligned with you by, by the virtue of who they were. And they kind of were like, yeah, of course we'll do that. That's the magic that I think not many brands have or when they grow, they lose that consistency of who they hire. And then when that call is made, maybe not everyone jumps. Or some people say 7 I am or other people say, Am I gonna be paid overtime? This is when this other response comes and what makes Melissa by Melissa such a great brand. It's the the values that they guided the people to show up. It wasn't because you made the call; it was because they also believe in what you believe. And I think that is that is the hard thing to maintain as you grow. Um, so I wanted to ask you in terms of hiring and how do you think through that as you're growing bigger? Have you have you had to do something intentional to keep keep track and tap of that that side of the business?
1: I'm involved in the hiring process. I trust myself to pick people to be on my team that are not only great at better than me at any role they're, they're filling, but also passionate and looking to learn and grow both personally and professionally. There's a very specific attitude I look for. And I think my team looks for it too, right? Like, because that's, That's why I chose them. You can teach so much, but you can't teach an attitude.
0: Thank you for being with us today. Before we part ways, I wanted to uh, ask you, how can we get in touch with you? And how can our listeners buy some of your delicious cupcakes?
1: You can see everything you need to see about Baked by Melissa at our com. You can send cupcakes to arrive on your date of choice. Or tomorrow at bakedbymelissa.com, and of course, if you want a taste of behind the scenes and you know what we're doing all the time, you can go to Baked by Melissa on Instagram or Melissa Beneschai, which is just a more in-depth Baked by Melissa. Thank you. Thank you.
0: The One Thing is produced by The Petrova Experience in partnership with Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. Visit thepetrovaexperience.com and find The Petrova Experience and me, Liliana Petrova, on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Liliana Petrova. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. This
1: is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.